0: my friends to a new day and a new you. This is Sherry Turner. I am here to encourage, educate and help you to a healthier place in your life. Last week in Your First Fuel, we looked at the positive reasons to fuel your body after a night of sleep. We must fill up our energy engine just like we fuel our car for a trip. First fueling helps get the nutrients we need every day. Fueling helps with mental alertness, concentration, memory, and problem solving. These are all things we need every day to be successful. First fueling replenishes glucose and glycogen for our muscles and brain to work properly. It also improves metabolism. Eating whole grains helps to regulate insulin. Remember, insulin is the key to unlock our cells to get the fuel in. First fueling decreases unplanned or uncontrolled snacking on poor nutrient foods. And lastly, eating first thing at the family table starts the day off in a positive note. We then shifted to first fuel ideas, both quick and planned. I gave ideas on making a successful first fuel on your hectic morning schedule. Planning and preparation are the keys for success. Lastly, I introduced yogurt. What it is, we discussed the different types of yogurts, and I gave name brands of healthy yogurts that you can try. I hope you took these ideas and incorporated them into your family's healthy first fuel eating plan. Now today, we're going to look at fabulous fiber. For years, we have heard, eat more fiber. Then you hear, don't eat any bread. Most people associate fiber with bread. With all the messages, you can easily get confused and say, you know what? I don't understand. So I'm going to just keep eating the way I want to. Well, I'm here to help you figure it out. So let's take the bulkiness out of fiber. Let's start with what is fiber? Fiber is an essential nutrient, yet most people do not come close to meeting their fiber needs. Dietary fiber, which is the fiber we eat, is essential to our digestive health. Here are a few of the positive benefits of adding more fiber to your daily intake of food. First off, fiber provides that fullness we feel after a meal. I'm not talking about the overeating fullness you get when you leave the local pizza ranch. This may be an area that you really have to focus on. What is good fullness? Quantity of food and the quality of food. It's kind of like the natural fullness we see in babies and toddlers. They stop eating when they're full. That should be our goal. The next benefit of fiber is it helps to lower the bad cholesterol, the low density lipoproteins. Fiber helps with reducing constipation and diverticulosis. It also helps keep our blood sugar within an acceptable range. Remember last week, soluble fiber slows the absorption of sugar. We'll discuss soluble fiber in the next few minutes. And number five, fiber is heart healthy. It has benefits in lowering blood pressure and helping with inflammation. Where is fiber found? Dietary fiber Which is the fiber we eat, is found in whole grains, fruits, legumes, and vegetables, just to name a few. It is not hard to find good sources of fiber to add to our daily meals or our snacks. Dietary fiber is known as bulk or roughage, and it is part of the plant or plant food that our bodies cannot absorb or digest. It passes through our systems intact, through our stomach, our small intestine, our large intestine, our colon, and then out. Fiber is not broken down like the carbohydrates or the fats or the proteins that we consume every day. They're used as fuel. That fuel is used to rebuild muscles or to be stored for future uses. Fiber passes through our system intact. Fiber has two classifications. One is soluble fiber. Soluble fiber dissolves in water. It becomes gel-like. It can slow down the passage of food from the stomach to the intestine. The function is to lower blood cholesterol, and our blood glucose levels. Soluble sources are oats, peas, beans, the soft part of apples, citrus fruits, barley, carrots, flaxseed, oat bran, and bananas. The second classification is insoluble fiber. Insoluble fiber is beneficial for the movement of digested food through the system. It holds onto water, which helps produce softer, bulkier stools to help regulate bowel movements. The key to this is you have to drink water. If we do not drink more water as we incorporate more fiber, we can become constipated. Sources of insoluble fiber are wheat bran, nuts, dried beans, whole wheat flour, vegetables such as cauliflower, potatoes with their skin, green beans, nuts, corn, carrots, grapes, berries, and fruits with their skins. Now that you're starting to understand what fiber is, we need to know how much do I need to eat daily? The Institute of Health recommends men age 50 or younger incorporate 38 grams of fiber per day. Men age 51 or older should have 30 grams of fiber per day. Women age 50 or younger, 25 grams per day. And women ages 51 or older, 21 grams per day. While all fruits have some fiber, there are some that are higher than others. Here are a few that have three to four grams of fiber per serving. An apple, an orange, tangerine, pear, one cup of blueberries, and one cup of strawberries. Raspberries are higher in fiber. One cup of raspberries has eight grams of fiber. Now switching to vegetable choices Here's some vegetables that have three to four grams of fiber, one half cup of peas, one half cup of cauliflower, one cup of carrots, one medium sweet potato, and a half a cup of squash. Fiber contents of a few other foods are three cups of air pop popcorn has 3.6 grams. One ounce of almonds has 3.5 grams. A half a cup cooked black beans has 7.5 grams of fiber. Eating the skins or peels of fruits and vegetables increases the fiber. The more processed the food, the lower the fiber content. For example, one medium apple with a skin has about 4.4 grams of fiber. One half cup applesauce, which is still an apple, but it's in the sauce form, is only 1.4 grams. And if you switch to apple juice, four ounces, there is zero grams of fiber. So remember, the more processed the food, the lower the fiber content. Canned fruits and vegetables, pulp-free juices, white and wheat bread, pasta, and non-whole grain cereals are all low in fiber. The refining process removes the outer coat, which is the bran, from the grain. It's like peeling off the skin of the fruit. When you peel it off, there goes the fiber. With simple substitutions, you can easily increase your fiber. For example, for breakfast, choose steel cut oats with berries in the place of the sugar-coated cereal. For lunch, try a whole grain tortilla or bread with tomato, lettuce, and veggies. Skip the fast food burger. And for dinner, try whole grain or wild rice in the place of white rice. Other tips for adding fiber, especially for your first fuel, choose whole grain brand cereals that have five or more grains of fiber per serving. To add bulk to your baking, substitute whole wheat flour for half or for all of the white flour. It's heavier than white flour, so you will need to add more yeast or let the dough rise longer. For every three cups of whole wheat flour in a recipe, you need to add one teaspoon of baking powder when it calls for it. You can add uncooked oatmeal, wheat bran, or crushed bran to muffins, cookies, or cakes. You can experiment with beans peas, lentils in some of your recipes, as well as eat fruit with every meal. Choose raw fruit and vegetables in place of juice and eat the skins. Make your snacks count. Try raw vegetables, fresh fruit, low-fat popcorn, or whole grain crackers. Those are great choices. You can add a small amount of nuts, seeds, or dried fruits, but just watch out. They are higher in calories. And the last tip is as you start increasing your fiber, make sure you move, M-O-V-E. Add the adequate hydration and that puts it all together. You now know that hydration is important and it's a must to drink water to get the full benefit from fiber and to feel your best. Fiber absorbs water to make the stool soft and bulky, kind of like a sponge. If you have a lower fiber intake, increase your fiber intake slowly as you drink plenty of water. Now we've touched on fruits and vegetables and legumes and nuts as good sources of fiber, but let's focus for a few minutes on whole grains. Whole grain has three parts. The bran, which is fiber rich, the germ, which is the nutrient packed area, and the endosperm, which is the starchy part. The refined products we talked about earlier have only the endosperm, The bran and germ are the parts that keep your body, your skin, and your hair healthy. All three parts are whole grain. When shopping, be aware of foods labeled stone ground, 100% wheat, cracked wheat, because they may not be whole grain foods. A lot of times they use molasses or color to make the breads brown. So you can't just go by color. You must read the labels. On a label, look for whole grain first on the label. Look for the FDA approved whole grain health claim. I want you to be informed so that you can make great health choices when you go to the supermarket. Here are a few other fabulous grains I want to introduce to you. The first is TEFF, T-E-F-F. It is gluten-free, high in calcium, high in protein, iron, and thiamine. It's a small grain that has a kind of a nutty flavor. It's largely in Ethiopia, but it's now being grown in Idaho. You can cook it into a creamy cereal or add it into a vegetable dish. The second is barley. Barley helps stabilize blood sugar levels, and it is a great source of selenium, which is an antioxidant. You can add it to soups and to hot cereals. The next is amaranth, which is gluten-free. It's a complete protein because it has all the essential amino acids. It's high in iron, magnesium, zinc, calcium, and potassium. In the United States, it is mostly flour used for pancakes, breads, and muffins. The last is quinoa. Quinoa is gluten-free and also is a complete protein. In a future podcast, we are going to talk about protein and complete protein. Quinoa is a great source of zinc, magnesium, iron, and folate. Quinoa comes in many colors and can be used in soups and salads, stir fry, and side dishes. Quinoa is one of my new favorite grains. As we are winding down, I just want to go over one note. When eating a high fiber diet, the fiber may interfere with the absorption and the effectiveness of many medications. Please discuss this with your doctor. On my podcast link and also in the refinementlife.me, I have given a link from the Cleveland Clinic that has foods and the fiber content. This is a great resource for you to use. So to summarize today, why do we need to eat fiber? A news report states Tom Brady does not eat bread at all, but you want to be healthy like him. Well, remember, fiber sources are more than just bread. And as we've noted, all bread is not a good source of fiber. Look for the whole grains as the first ingredient on the label. Also remember, there is a wide variety of foods that have wonderful amounts of fiber. Fruits, vegetables, whole grain, and on and on. Adding more fiber to your diet appears to reduce the risk of developing various conditions like heart disease, diabetes, diverticular disease, constipation, and colon cancer fiber is important for the health of your digestive system. And that is the goal we are aiming for starting today. An Arabian proverb says, he who has health has hope and he who has hope has everything. Oh, isn't that true? Let's quickly look at your move goal for this week. We are moving 25 minutes a day for five days or 9,000 steps per day. You are changing you're succeeding and growing in useful knowledge every day. I'm so proud of you. Don't stop now. It's a new day and you are becoming a new you. Go for it. I'll see you next week.